listening to the Creative Pep Talk podcast. This show exists to help you build a thriving creative career. I'm your host, Andy J Pizza. You can stay up to date with all things Creative Pep Talk by following me on Instagram at Andy J Pizza. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Yushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new Fluid Engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it, got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him like, you should go check it out. You're gonna be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was gonna tell you about this new site anyway. Go check it out, anyjpizza.com if you wanna see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. By the way, this episode is kind of a strange one. I hope for all of you weirdos out there that, you know, the true creative pepperonis, as we call them, you're gonna, I think, like this episode, and I hope newcomers do too, but it is kind of strange. I'm really opening up about exactly how I'm feeling and exactly how I'm struggling right now and the things that have brought new life to these old bones, to these old creative bones, because I've been struggling the past couple weeks. If you noticed, I took a week off the podcast last week um, and uh, I haven't been very active on social media. Um, So I'm just going to talk to you about that and and the things that are helping me get back on the old creative horse. Uh, I think you're going to like it. Here it is. This episode, I think, is going to be a little bit different. I think it's going to be a little shorter. I think it's hopefully going to be a little bit sweeter. And the reason why I think it's going to be sweeter in an emotional way is because I'm going to attempt to be as fully present in my current state of mind and my current struggle. uh, And I'm going to try to speak to you directly right from my heart. I'm going to try to download my heart onto this podcast. Uh, and, and the reason why is because I, so I, next week we're going to have a really super special episode. And in that episode, I'm going to tell you some specifics of why I've been kind of struggling 
in the past couple of weeks and some of the obstacles and, and, and things that have kind of been hard the past couple of weeks and, and why I am, why I quit the hundred day project. I'm going to talk to you about that next week in more detail. But one of the things that happened recently is I noticed that leaders uh, and and speakers and and people that give it out advice they often tell you about their struggles, but they usually tell you from the future. They tell you like five years later when they figured everything out in their lives are, uh, you know seemingly perfect and saying, here's what I learned when I was an idiot five years ago. Now I'm a genius who has everything figured out. And I can tell you, uh, everything I learned to make my life perfect. And you know, there's a lot of good reasons. There's nothing really inherently wrong about that. I do the same thing. I tell, you know, I go around doing my talks saying, here's what I did five years ago. That was really dumb. Um, so, you know, I get it. Right. But, uh, I, I want to speak to you from May 2018, right in here, right now. And I want to tell you that I'm really burnt out right now. Uh, You know, it happened kind of fast. And when you get burnt out, I feel like your, your inspiration dies. You're, you know, usually... You listen to the show and I'm so passionate and I am genuinely passionate and I show up and I am care about you, care about you having breakthroughs and I and I and I try my damnedest to give you the best ideas that I really think can change your creative career. And uh, over the past, you know, 2018 has been kind of a whirlwind. I've been doing a lot more travel. I've been doing uh, a lot more talks. I've been doing bigger projects. I just shared a project this week um, that I did with Warby Parker where I did a whole design for the new store in Columbus, Ohio. I did a massive mural. I did four pieces of uh, artwork. We did six enamel pens to be sold in the shop. We did uh, six panels that are facing the street. It was a massive job. And actually, I'm juggling... A handful of things like that over the past six months and alongside speaking and podcasting and parenting three kids and all that kind of stuff. And uh, every once in a while, if I'm not careful, I will, uh, I'll overexert myself and not catch it in time, not figure out how to get my center again, not figure out how to get my inspiration again, and I will burn out. And what ends up happening when you burn out uh, is that you all of a sudden you don't have your the fire that was you know causing you to do all these choices and make all this stuff and and push into this creative work and do all this stuff all of a sudden you can't remember why you were doing it and when you when I have that feeling. It only happened maybe one other time in my life. It was last year, about the same time. It must just be a seasonal thing, I guess. Um, you have this moment where this thing washes over you, and it's a it's a feeling of apathy, where you're like, "Why am I doing this again? Why do I care about creativity? Why do I care about other people's creative careers if I don't even care about my own in this moment?" And when that feeling hits you, if you've ever been truly burnt out with that kind of apathy it is deeply alarming 
and uh, and I kind of I've tried to train myself to catch it as soon as it happens and the reason being is that you can see that inspiration and that passion and that drive as your pilot light it's basically in your furnace where there's this ongoing flame that that uh, burns that keeps burning and it's burning the gas in your furnace so that when you turn it on it's ready to roll it's ready to heat up things right away but if that pilot light goes out if it burns out then gas is just leaking into your house and if anything sparks you're going to have an explosion and i can see from my past that the times that i didn't catch that pilot light going out i didn't catch the burnout quickly it led to dropping the ball in major ways and making big mistakes and uh and and so so i caught this maybe last week i can feel it. i actually took a break from doing the podcast because of the because i noticed i was burnt out and i thought you know what you just need a break you need to get back to the things that get this pilot light on and uh i'll be honest it wasn't coming back on i couldn't figure out how to how to how to get back into that zone until last night and I'm going to tell you what happened and why it changed things for me. And I hope that if you're feeling tired or when you're feeling tired or when you're feeling burnout or maybe you're burnout out and you don't even know it, my hope is that the same thing that lit me back up will help you. And that's what this episode is all about. So, <laughs> all right, so... I, I'll tell you what got me jazzed out of my mind last night, and it was Harry Potter. <laughs> and I know for a fact that uh, Harry Potter is not necessarily going to jazz you up as much as it jazzed me up, but I think that there is an underlying idea that maybe is universal that can get your spark flaming again that can get your shorts set on fire with creative energy that's for weird uh that's not what i meant uh but here's what happened okay so my wife is reading my daughter my nine-year-old daughter uh the harry potter books one at a time and she's been reading them as the illustrated versions of the books have come out so there's only three books out the first three and she finished the third one and then she was going to let her watch that movie so they watch each movie after they finish the book and so last night they were planning on watching the third harry potter and uh you know i've been so burnt out i've been so kind of um you know, trying to just get meet deadlines, get stuff done, travel. We're preparing to go to England in two days. We're going to be there for a month, juggling tons and tons of stuff uh, that even watching Harry Potter didn't sound good to me. And you guys know, if you listen to this podcast at all, you know that pretty much every episode I talk about Harry Potter. So you know I must be in a bad place if I don't feel like watching Harry Potter. So I put our three-year-old to bed while they started the movie and when I went down I thought I'll have my snack I'll watch a little Harry Potter and you know and then I'll go to bed and I sat down and now listen listen to me if you think this is a spoiler I'm gonna say you 
<laughs> you have a problem. You had plenty of time to catch up on the Harry Potter wizarding world. And if you didn't make a priority to know what happens in the third Harry Potter, it's too late for you. All right? You can just, and by the time you get there, you'll probably forget it anyway. But this is essentially a spoiler. All right? Here's what happens. I'm going to try to say it in a way that makes sense because if, <laughs> if you're not familiar with the books and stories, you're not going to be able to kind of drop right into what I'm talking about. But essentially, here's what happens. There's some time traveling involved. And uh, Harry Potter is in a bad situation with these dementors, okay? They're going to suck his soul. And somebody, a shadowy figure, comes to his rescue, does a spell... And saves him. And he thinks he sees who it is. He thinks it's his dad, even though his dad is dead. So he's like, what the heck's going on? And so later on in the movie, Harry Potter gets introduced to this time traveling thing. I'm cutting out a lot of things, super fans. I get it. We don't have time to go into all the details, but essentially, Harry Potter gets this time traveling device goes back in time and he is the shadowy figure saving himself with this enormous magic spell that he didn't even know he was capable of producing. And Hermione's like, how did you do that? And he's like, well, when I realized that nobody was going to show up and save me and I realized that it was me who had done the spell... I knew that I could do it because I'd already seen myself do it. Does that make sense? And then Hermione says, no, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. Here's the universal principle out of this weird Harry Potter story that I'm telling you. I'm literally getting chills <laughs> talking about this. Uh, and here's what it is. Even if you don't like Harry Potter, even if you didn't really even understand what I just said to you, Here's what I want you to take away and think about today, and I hope that it encourages you, and we'll go into a little bit more detail here in a second on how this can possibly help you. But if you could see your future self and see what you're capable of, of accomplishing, accomplishing, how would it encourage you today to do so much more, so much better, to get up off the ground, even if you're feeling burnout, and give it another try and keep going. How could you, how could your future self encourage you to do things that you never thought were possible? That's what we're going to ask ourselves on the show. I'm going to talk about what I feel like my future self would say to me or what I would say to my past self when I was feeling incredibly discouraged or I didn't feel like I had the pilot light or I didn't have the inspiration and I'd forgotten why I gave a dang about this whole damn thing in the first place. Why did I just say dang and then damn totally defeats the purpose. But hey, that's how it goes when you're doing weird episodes. All right. I've got three questions <laughs> that I'm going to I'm going to give you that you're going to ask your future self and what your future self would say, and then we're going to wrap it up. Okay, the first question 
your current self is going to ask your future self is, what if I mess it up? Like, what if I drop the ball? What if I, what if I don't get it right? And here's what future you knows. Quit being so hard on yourself. Nothing is make or break. Every, all progress is gradual. You know, I like to think of, uh, you know, my life, I feel like um, when it comes to pushing forward in my creative career, it's a lot like what I hear venture capitalists talk about. Not Venture capitalism definitely sounds way cooler and sexier than being an illustrator. But one thing I hear them say all the time that I feel like is maybe just like a universal truth is that it's not about winning every time. It's about winning more than losing. And uh, the way that venture capitalists talk, if you don't know, venture capitalists are the people that back startups, right? They invest in startups. And uh, their whole method is, you know, predicated on this idea that they don't have to win every investment. They just have to win more than they lose. And so they know they're going to lose a bunch of times, but the one that they win will pay for all of it. And in my personal experience, in my creative career, this has been true. I have done, uh, a, you know, five wrong paths for the one path that I did right. I'll make five pieces of work that mean nothing that go nowhere to lead me to making one that changes everything, that gives me a project or a, a client that I never thought I would work for. Uh, and and it's, has, it's not make or break. And the same goes for clients that come to me. You know, it's like now, <laughs> if you're listening, clients, I'm not saying that I will fail five projects and get one right and I'll make it all okay. But I am saying that, you know, in the same way that uh, on 99U, there's a uh, talk by Christoph Neiman, who's an illustrator, and he talks about how you, you can't plan on great work every time. Great work is like divine intervention when it comes to creativity, like divine muse shows up and you do phenomenal work that changes everything. But you can get good enough to do good work every time. You can learn the craft in such a way where every single client you do you do a good job. You know how to do a good job. And sometimes there are projects that don't work out, but you can't do phenomenal transcendent work every time. And future self says you don't have to, you don't, that's not how it works. And I think about this in terms of parenting. I feel like every, there's so much pressure on you as a parent that you feel like every decision you make Every micro decision is going to determine these macro things. And in my own life experience, in my own parenting experience, it says that kids don't uh, learn a lesson or change dramatically in any one particular instance. It is a collection of things that develop into progress. And even in my nine-year-old, I'd seen like early on there were there were you know, 
extracurricular activities that she wanted to do that ended up becoming these sources of massive anxiety. And, you know, I was like beating myself up thinking like, do we let her quit or should we push her to keep going? Like if we, if we let her quit, does that mean she's going to be a quitter forever? We're going to say it's okay to quit. Eventually I landed on nothing's make or break. Let's do a good job, as good of a job we can here. And, uh, Let's talk her through it. Let's coach her through it. Let's see what happens. And we let her quit. And we ultimately said, you know, he, here's why we think you can quit this thing. But ultimately, it's really important to work through things. It's really important to have courage to get through stuff. And we started a conversation about that. And over time, she kept running into the same sorts of situations. And not just with that one lesson did everything change, but through a series of lessons over six years, she became an overcomer. You know, she's a, a petrified of needles, but the past couple times that she went to get a shot or get a, a vaccine or a flu shot or whatever, she's actively used these principles that she learned over years to that she has convinced herself, I'm not a quitter, I'm an overcomer. Even when things are scary, I'm gonna have courage and it didn't, it wasn't make or break on one thing. It was through concerted effort over time. And so it, if you're feeling like today, what if I mess it up? What if I'm doing the wrong thing? Future you says you probably are doing the wrong thing, but guess what? It doesn't matter. If you keep showing up, eventually you're going to win more than you lose. And that's what's going to count. So take the pressure off. So if you're in a place today where your discouragement's coming from, what if I'm just wasting my time? What if I'm doing the wrong thing? What if it does, you know, what if it's just a complete waste of time and effort? And future you would say, never stop stopping. So there's a movie that I haven't seen. My younger brother wants me to see it. My friend Kyle wants me to see it. It's, uh, it's Andy Samberg. I think it's called pop star and the tagline is never stop stopping. I don't know what they mean by that, but I will tell you what I mean by never stop stopping and why it's the key to quieting that voice that says, what if I'm doing the wrong thing? What if it's going to be for nothing? What if I got it the wrong way? I would say future you would say never stop stopping. And here's what I mean by that. I think that the secret to, to, to knowing that it's going to be worth it isn't to never quit, it's to never stop quitting. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, the way I'll explain it is through a, a guy named Bob Goff. He wrote a book called Love Wins. And I heard him describe this principle as planned spontaneity, basically planned quitting. So his example of what he does is he has, he used to have a law firm. And uh, in that law firm, he wrote everyone's contract for one year. And this is what was beautiful about that. He said, at the end of this year, we're going to pack up shop and we're going we're gonna to plan on quitting. We're going to plan on packing in this whole law firm thing. Okay. And we're going to start afresh or we're just going to completely quit. 
And he called that plan spontaneity. It's this idea of commitment with the ability to pivot. And I think we all have a nature to either want to be overcommitted for the long haul and never give up on anything, or to jump from a new thing to a new thing to a new thing, never giving enough effort to one thing long enough for it to actually pay off. And I think the answer to that is planned spontaneity. It is planned quitting. It's to never stop stopping. It's to never stop quitting. And so if you're asking yourself, should, and okay, let me just, before I get ahead of myself, I just want to say that the whole idea here is that if he'd hired the wrong people, he would only have them for a year. If he if they'd focused on the wrong types of clients, that would that would end within a year. And if at some point he didn't want to be a lawyer anymore, he had planned within the process to give up every single year. And uh, this has been so true in my own life, with my creative work and in my personal life. The only thing that matters is that I never stopped quitting. And if you never stop quitting, you also have to never stop starting, right? You have to keep starting things over and over again. And the way I do it is I make commitments up front. I say, look, I'm going to focus on, this is my next hypothesis. I'm going to focus on this, this type of work, this type of endeavor, this thing I'm trying to break into, this kind of creative work, this path. I'm going to do it for the next six months or the next four months or what, or the next year. And I'm going to plan on stopping at that point and reevaluating whether that was the right path. If you have that kind of diligence in your creative path, you will get to interesting places. And it's the same when I think about quitting smoking. You know, a lot of people don't know this, probably don't think of me as someone who would be a smoker, but I smoked for probably five or six years um, in my late teens, early 20s. And I was super addicted smoking a pack a day. It took me a billion times to uh, to actually figure out the right way for me to quit. And now I haven't smoked in over 10 years, not one cigarette, not one thing. And the, if I was talking to past Andy who was stuck in this rut, uh, I would say the only thing I want to tell you is never stop stopping. The only thing you got to do is to keep looking for your way out. If you continue, if, you, if you'll just keep at that, if you'll just keep starting over and over and keep quitting the ones that aren't working, you will eventually find your way out, even if it takes five or six times. And the same was true for a diet that worked for me. And I ended up losing 60 to 70 pounds, but I tried 10 diets before I figured that out. And so if you're asking yourself, what's even the point? Am I completely wasting my time? Am I on the right path? future you just wants to say it doesn't really matter as long as you never stop stopping all right this is the last one uh the last question your current self is going to ask your future self and this is what it is what if I'm too tired to get up and keep doing it? What if I'm just too beat up from the journey? What if I just have lost too many battles and I'm taking too many punches 
and I'm down for the count, and I just don't feel like I can get up again. I just don't feel like I can keep trying this thing. What does your future self have to say to that? Here's what it is. Your path is not going to be built on your greatest hits. The pivotal moments in your path are not the awesome times. It's not the times where you totally crushed it and you were kicking butt. It's not the times when you're in the ring and you just landed the perfect blow. Those things are great, but they're not the real shining stars. They're not the quintessential parts of your journey. When you look back at now, it's not going to be the times where you were crushing it that you thought that's what changed everything. I'll tell you what what is going to be the thing you look back at and say that's the make or break moment. It's when you were down for the count. It's when you wanted to give up and you decided not to. It was when everything came against you and you got crushed and you were lying, bleeding on the ground, ready to just let go in apathy, ready to say, who even cares? What if I'm on the right path? I've taken too many hits. I can't do it anymore. It was when in that moment you said, no, I'm not done. I'm getting up. And you stand up and you look at your path with a new found twinkle in your eye and a smile as you stare at the thing that's been pulverizing you and you say, is that all you got? Is that all you've got? Because this is the make or break moment. And I feel like there's this wisdom. There's this thing that happens like when you're the one that's down for the count and your chips are against you and things suck and you get that bill that you didn't expect or you get this, you lose the job that you were counting on or you get some crappy comment where someone tears you down. Those moments, they feel like when you're living them, they feel like you're being crushed. They feel like you've made a, the too many mistakes. They feel like you've done it all wrong. This is where it finally crumbles because you suck and you deserve it. When things are not looking up, when you you know, there's just the there's these seasons of life that feel like everything's working, everything's winning, you're crushing it. It's making, you know, it, it, you're you're right in the center of it and it's all great and everything makes sense. And guess what? I love those moments. I love those seasons, but they're not the most important ones. They're not the ones that count. The ones that count are when everything around you feels wrong. Everything around you feels unfair. When you feel like you're so far off the path, but you choose to get back up anyway. And I think there is this wisdom in seeing yourself from a distance. Because when we watch someone on a movie get pulverized and get crushed and they're down for the count, you don't feel like, yeah, you deserve it. You should probably stay down there. No, you don't. You say, come on, get up. Come on, this is the moment that counts. This is the time. If you get up this time, everything's going to change. Your future self is going to be so grateful. This is the moment that counts. Come on. 
It's those moments. And we know it when we're watching someone else's story, but it's so hard to remember that when you're the one down for the count. And last night when I'm watching Harry Potter, that's what happened to me. I saw... I saw it happen on a movie. I saw Harry getting crushed by Dementors and his future self show up and be like, we're better than this. We can overcome even this. This dark moment, this is the one that's going to define us. And that's why we got to get up. And uh, I've told you before that there are these, there's things in my path that I am so ridiculously grateful for. There are jobs that have come my way, you know, illustration projects and books that I'm working on and, uh, and projects and, and, you know, there's stuff with the podcast and the people I've been able to help and talk to and, and coach and, and see change in and, and, and just the results of all of that, that have, uh, that put me into this place, you know, probably at least once a week where I'm just like ridiculously grateful that I didn't give up. And I have this extreme euphoric joy of gratitude, like, Oh, I'm so freaking glad that I'm here doing this thing right now. And I think that it's possible that this gratitude, this joy is so transcendent that it transcends our time and space. And it is the thing that was getting me up off the floor 10 years ago when I was ready to pack it all in. And there was a time early in my career where I got, I had beginner's luck getting out of school, had some cool things happen. Eventually it all crumbled and I, and I was crushed and I literally gave up this creative path. I gave up illustration. I took down my website. I mean, literally gave up. I was like, I'm done with it. I'm not going to do it. And I spent a season working a different odd job. And I believe the thing that, <laughs> I don't know if this is true, so I don't know if I believe it, but I love to think that one of the things that got me up off the ground, got me to give it another try, got me to put together another website, which is not, if you think about it in terms of a movie, you know, maybe right now you're feeling it. I hope you're feeling the pain and the pleasure and all the good stuff that's from this story, but I definitely don't think uh, me finally, you know, I don't think there's like a, a Rocky montage of me putting my website back up. It's definitely not as compelling as Harry Potter fighting off Dementors with a sweet Patronus. Uh, but, but, but I hope that you can glean something from it. And I hope, and I, and I love this idea that this joy, this gratitude of the future me that's so grateful for an Andy that didn't stay down for the count. And it, that energy from the future transcending time and space saying put another website up man give it another go make some more work keep making work don't be so hard on yourself it's not going to be everything that you do isn't make or break 
It's going to be worth it. Even if you're on the wrong path now, if you never stop stopping, you're going to get back on the right path. You're going to figure out. You're going to win more than you lose. And even though you're tired and things hurt and everything feels wrong, it's what you do in this moment that changes everything. watching Harry Potter save Harry Potter <laughs> future Harry Potter coming in saving past Harry Potter uh, I started tearing up and uh, and that my pilot light came back on that apathy disappeared and I could feel that life force that energy that reason why I'm doing all of this stuff the reason I care so much I remembered it reminded me and here's the clincher it wasn't the same thing that had done it in the past it wasn't that uh, it wasn't this idea of my current self encouraging my past self it was the realization that my future self was possibly transcending time and space to encourage me. It was me getting, as I'm getting beat up by the Dementors, seeing this future version of myself that is so far beyond who I am now, so far beyond what I could comprehend as something I could become that I I could only recognize it as my father. And I thought about Andy 10 years from now and what he might say to Andy today as he's getting his butt whooped by life and deadlines and responsibilities and pressure that he's putting on himself. And he's like... Andy, you gotta keep going. You gotta see this. You gotta see what you're capable of. You're not gonna believe the magical spells that are in you. You're not gonna believe how powerful you can become. Don't be so hard on yourself. It's gonna be worth it. And in this moment where you're getting beat up, when you choose to get up and keep fighting, it is going to be the thing that changes everything. All right. I got sufficiently emotional while telling you this stuff. I hope that it is a massive encouragement to you in this season whatever you may go through. And I hope that you bookmark this episode to listen back to whenever you're losing your steam and the pilot lights going out just in the same way that Harry Potter uh, turned my pilot light back on, (laughs) which sounds extremely strange. I hope that this episode of the podcast can be your go-to 
for getting that thing burning again whenever you're feeling tired and apathetic. Um, because it happens to everybody. It happens to me still um, way more often than I wish it did. Um, you got to figure out however you can to get that pep back in your step. Thanks for listening. If you love Creative Pep Talk and it's had an impact on you in any way and you want it, you feel compelled to give back and support the show, there's plenty of ways to do it, ranging from the simple and free to the extremely complicated and, <laughs> extremely complicated and expensive. Not really, uh, but kind of. Uh, you, can, you can review the show on iTunes completely free. Massively helps. Really appreciate all these people that are coming out to review the show. You guys have reviewed the show like crazy. Super appreciate every one of you. And let's keep doing it because it helps people find it on iTunes. Thank you for doing that. Back, You can back the podcast financially at patreon.com slash creative pep talk. You Patreon backers. I love you guys. Uh, and if you sign up to the $2 tier, we'd give it $2 per episode. You get access to the back catalogs of Peppy Talks, which are miniature episodes of the show that, um, and a lot of them are weirder, messier, hopefully sillier, and hopefully more emotional too. So you can go sign up to that. You can get Creative Pep Talk merch at creativepeptalk.com slash shop. You can access the first 100 shows uh, and stay up to date when new shows drop by signing up to the newsletter at creativepeptalk.com. Thanks to Yoni Wolf and the band Y for the theme music. Thanks to Nate Utesh and the band Metavari for other tunes. Alex Sugg, thank you for editing our show so beautifully and, and, and providing other really lovely tunes. Um, thanks for all you do. And thanks to all you listeners. I hope this pepped you to the frickin' max. And until we speak again... Do what you got to do to keep that pilot light on. Do what you got to do to stay pepped up.